Hey, I'm Nicole, your host of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. On this show, we're going to be talking tangible action that you can take in order to achieve the life you thought was only achievable after retirement. Everything you want now in life, you can have it. Will it take hard work, patience, and uncomfortable growth? You bet it will, but it will be so worth it. On this show, we will be deep diving into the topics of lifestyle design, travel, entrepreneurship, and everything in between. I myself am a global citizen and world traveler who left my home country and conventional lifestyle behind for a life of adventure and following my passions. And that's exactly what I want for you. It's your time to love your work, build your wealth, and create the lifestyle you've always dreamed of. Let's do this. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Work, Wealth, and Travel podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks, and today I have a guest on the show who is going to open your world up in more ways than one. I am so excited to dive into this episode with Crystal. We talk business, entrepreneurship, multiple streams of income, travel, house sitting, and everything in between. Crystal is a multi-passionate entrepreneur and her highest value is freedom and it's become her life's mission to create this every day in many different ways. She's equal parts go camping in the bush, walking barefoot, explore, and not shower for five days. And she's also a girl who loves fine food, cocktails, luxury travel, and day spas. Crystal has built a business and brand that allows her to monetize her skills, passions, and ideas. She has the time and location freedom to say yes to opportunities as they come up, and together with her partner, they house-sit full-time and explore Australia. One of her biggest missions now is to help other multi-passionate creatives create their own version of lifestyle freedom through online work, personal branding, and building a multi-income strategy. I'm so excited to sit down with Crystal, so listen in to today's episode. Crystal, thank you so much for joining me today for this episode. So let's dive right in. I don't like to waste time. I would love to hear more about your story, where you started and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, first of all. Um, Yeah, it's a great question. I think I have always known subconsciously that I have lived life a little bit differently. Um, I've never really wanted to follow the norm. I, uh, throughout high school, like I never really knew what I wanted to do. That was always like the big question that everyone asks. And I just had no idea because I wanted to do all of the things. Um, And I think for a lot of people, there's a lot of pressure to like go to university here in Australia or college, you know, in around the world. Um, And I just knew that I never wanted to do it because it felt like it was really boxed in. So long story short, I just worked my butt off for about a year after high school. And then I went traveling for about five years and all over like the States and Canada and like South and Central America and just had the most amazing time. And I was just following my passions Um, because at the time, like that's really the thing that was guiding me was I didn't really care about you know, what was expected of me. I just wanted to do the things that made me really happy. And um, yeah, that kind of led me to having some amazing experiences. 
I got back to Australia and uh, I sort of was at this crossroads where I was like in my early 20s and everyone was saying, okay, well, you've had your fun. Now it's time to settle down. What are you going to do? And I still had no idea. Um, I ended up starting a like a landscaping business with my partner at the time, like an ex, which was the most craziest random thing. I'd never thought that I would do that. But long story short, that failed and the relationship failed and I was in so much debt. Well, at the time it was a lot of debt. It was like 40, 50 grand. Um, And I felt like my life was coming to an end. So uh, pretty much I felt the pressure to just jump into the lane of the norm. I thought, well, everything else I've done has failed. So yeah, maybe, maybe I just have to do what everyone else does. So I basically got like a full-time job. Um, To be fair, it was still a really amazing job. I ended up pursuing my love of wildlife and conservation and I became a zookeeper and then later a an animal trainer so I was still doing really great work and following my passion but I was just I had the hat of okay focus on your career focus on getting promotions making money all of that sort of stuff and I went down that path for about I think it was about 13 years in total and although I had amazing amazing experiences in that time I still was feeling incredibly restrictive And the passion that I felt for, you know, working with animals and pursuing that part of my life was actually being overtaken by working a full-time job, going to the same place at the same time every day. I was limited with how much money I could make and it was such a small amount. Like anyone who's worked in the animal or conservation industry knows that it's really poorly paid and there's not really many opportunities. It's really competitive. It can be very toxic and all of that stuff was just taking over my life. And I got to the point where I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, it shouldn't have to be like this. Why does it have to be following your joy or, you know, making money or, you know, like, why can't I have a life where I have all of it? So that was a question that just kept running around in my head that I was constantly asking myself and asking other people. But when I asked other people, they would just laugh at me. And they're like, oh, that's just how it is. That's life, you know, like you can't can't do anything about it, Crystal. So I was sort of battling in this sort of internal dialogue for a really long time. And but one thing that just remained true inside of myself was there was just this fire. There was this fire and knowing inside of me that somehow, in some way, I would be able to make it work. I would be able to have it all do the things I really love, make a lot of money, have lifestyle balance and just, you know, follow the joy. So what that led to was about six years ago, I left that industry, which at the time everyone said, you're silly, you'll never get back in, it's crazy, what are you going to (laughs) do? And I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew that I had to get out. Um, but what, what I ended up doing was I just thought, you know what, I'm not going to worry about the how or the what. I'm just going to focus on the, like, the vision, the lifestyle that I want to live. How do I want to wake up every day? How do I want to feel? What are some of the things that I'd like to do? And I just had that as my driving force behind the next 
couple of years. So it was more about, okay, what's the lifestyle? Create the lifestyle. And then everything I'm sure will actually just kind of fall into place. So that ultimately led me to working online, developing digital skills, because I knew that, you know, working online, you pretty much automatically got location freedom. I started to get really savvy with like my my money, my money stories, my money beliefs. I actually started to educate like <laughs> what investments mean and how to take control of my money. I looked at like other um, other sources, other ways to make income. And gradually, you know, bit by bit, I started stacking all of this knowledge and, and information and just took one step at a time. And, um, you know, I, I learned some really hard lessons along the way, but ultimately it's led me to now <laughs> where I work online full time. I've created my own business and brand around being myself, doing what I love, sharing my skills, my experience, my passions, and teaching other people how to do the same thing. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's a bit of a, a long story about how where I've been and, and how I've got here. But ultimately, it's been one of the most incredible journeys and, yeah, incredibly grateful for it. Wow. What a story. Thank you for sharing that. And, you know, it's so funny. I love that you went into that much detail because I can resonate with that so much. Um, and when you mentioned, you know, there must be more to life than this, than working for somebody else and working in a job where you know your income is capped, where you can't have it all in life, where you can't do what you truly enjoy and make money from that and be truly satisfied. I had the exact same feeling and that is what motivated me as well to make a change. So I really love that you bring that up. And I think that is really important to feel that way because that is the motivator behind actually making a change, which is not easy. I think you and I can both attest that making a change and not really knowing what the direction your life is going to be for potentially the rest of your life is going to look like after we've kind of been told step by step on how our life is supposed to go until we die, essentially. Um, but that is truly the first step that you need to take. You have to Think about what you want out of your life and is that truly what you are doing right now today? Yeah, absolutely. I, I love the way that you said that. And yeah, it's um it's interesting that we have to get to a like a really low point or a big defining moment in order to create that change. But I also feel like maybe that's just part of being human and it's part of us learning those lessons along the way. But yeah, we all have those different points of you know, what's going to create that action within us. And um, yeah, it's nice to know that it's possible to change your circumstances, no matter how it looks. Yeah, absolutely. So one other thing that you touched on within that was money beliefs and how money beliefs can really affect the trajectory of where you're going to go in your future. So are you able to touch a little bit on maybe your money beliefs and how they shifted uh, when you decided that you wanted to become an entrepreneur or when you started traveling, where that shift really took place and what that looked like? Mm, yeah, it is such an amazing topic to talk about. And I feel like that could be a whole podcast in itself. But our money beliefs uh, really do dictate our entire life it 
you know, how we feel about money, how we think about money, how we think we can receive and, and what amount we think we're worthy of, it really does actually impact, you know, what kind of jobs we go for and what our salary is generally going to be. So, I mean, our money beliefs are really formed at a at an early age. So they generally say between the ages of zero to seven is when you are forming uh, you, you're forming that your beliefs are about yourself, about the world, about your place within the world. And something that is uh, really ingrained in us from an early age, generally from our parents or our, our caregivers and, and other influential people in our life in those early years is our relationship to money. So at that point in our life, we're generally not, um, we don't have that level of awareness where we can make those choices ourselves. So we end up absorbing and being influenced by the things that our parents say about money. You know, if you maybe asked your mum and dad, hey, can can I can I get this new toy for Christmas? Probably their answer is going to be no, we can't afford that. No, we don't have enough money. No, you know, what do you think? Money grows on trees? Like all of these sayings that might just be really normal and common they appear that way when we're younger, are actually the things that have formed our beliefs. So over time, having heard them repeatedly for, you know, from mum and dad and from the media and from your friends and from your aunties and uncles and cousins, you start to form this subconscious belief that there's not enough money in the world, that if you're rich, you're probably not a very good person. Like we generally make these harsh judgments about rich people. And because they happen at such a young age, we're we're unaware that they're even happening, right? It just gets absorbed into our mind. But then what happens is we carry them on for our entire lives. And because they are subconscious, we don't have the awareness. We don't actually know a lot of the time what our money beliefs are until we start doing the internal work. So fast forward, you know, 20, 30 years, you're an adult, you're working in a job, you have these subconscious beliefs that money doesn't grow on trees. If you become too successful, if you have too much money, then maybe your friends won't like you. So you kind of play small and you you self-sabotage. I mean, these are just some examples. The, the beliefs around money are generally pretty broad everyone has their own set Um, we generally have more than more than one we have quite a few and um, yeah they can be incredibly powerful so when I first discovered that money beliefs and your like my money stories was a thing it was it was probably around I would say my mid to late 20s so I'd, I'd always been doing personal growth from a, a really young age, but it was around the time when I was sort of partway through my my zookeeping or my animal career. And it just felt like I was, I always had a cap, like no matter how, no matter what I did, no matter what job I went for, there was always just this limit. And I remember thinking, maybe there's something more to this. Like maybe maybe I'm actually creating this. Like, I don't even know what what would have sparked it at the time, but I just remember maybe I would have read a book or I had a conversation and that planted a seed. So I started to investigate it more. And ultimately that's when I learned about all of the stuff that I just shared. And, and it just blew my mind. 
And when I started unpacking it, I was like, oh my God, yes. Like my mum and dad were absolute workaholics. They had a really toxic relationship around money. We had a lot of scarcity. If there were fights and arguments in the house between mum and dad, it was always around money and not having enough. And I actually started like all of these beliefs started coming to the surface that I'd been holding on to for a really long time. And I realized that um, it uh, somewhere along the line, I had basically built the belief that I couldn't have an amazing job. I couldn't do what I wanted and make money. It had to be one or the other. And through, you know, a bunch of work, I realized that um, I just had this really strong memory of when I was, maybe in my mid-teens and I went to like our uncle uncle's house for dinner uh, for Christmas dinner and he asked what I wanted to do and I said when I left high school I said oh I really want to be a zookeeper I really really want to work with animals and he said to me if you do that you're never going to be successful you're never going to make money why would you do that you've got to like you've got to do the things that is going to bring in the income and he was a very successful rich business owner and so I think that was actually a big point in my life that I formed the belief of you can't have it all. It's either joy or money. So, I mean, given the story that I just shared with you, like you can actually start to realize how that really influenced my life. And without even knowing it, you know, that's, that's what I did. I thought that I had to choose joy over money or money over joy. So yeah, very pleased to say that I no longer hold those beliefs. <laughs> I've done a lot of internal work around bringing awareness to the the things that I had been carrying for a really long time, and uh, and ultimately, once you make the 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 unconscious conscious, so once you have awareness around the things that you constantly say and think and feel around any topic, that's when you have the opportunity to change them. So. Yeah, basically, I, I sort of really spent a good couple of years focusing on shifting those things. Um, and as a result, I mean, <laughs> life completely changed. I I suddenly was receiving money in all of these amazing ways. The amount that I was receiving suddenly catapulted. And, you know, I didn't have this, this feeling or this thought that, I had to have one or the other. So yeah, I guess it's it's a really powerful thing to um to explore and just know that you can dramatically shift your life when you start focusing on things like your money beliefs. Wow, that's so interesting. Thank you for sharing that and especially the story as well because I think that really helps to illustrate how easily those money beliefs can just seep into our lives. And, you know, in you saying that story, I think back on my life and I've had many instances where negative money beliefs have seeped in. And of course, when you're younger, they just kind of get internalized and it's just, that's the way the world is. So, okay, you know, the adults are saying it and I trust that. And that's just kind of how it is. And I think you're exactly right. And it's it's so interesting to consciously think about the fact of what 
are you telling yourself? What beliefs do you hold? What thoughts are running through your mind? And that is how you can change it. But that is definitely not something, especially when starting out, not something that is easy to almost be constantly monitoring what you are thinking in order to start making that change. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And that's it. It's just about reinstilling new habits and new beliefs because a belief it's simply just a thought that we have that we repeat over and over and over again so yeah in the beginning it can feel like it's a lot of hard work because it's about you know you're you're ultimately developing a new habit Um, but it does get easier and it is possible so I think that's you know if if you're if anyone listening to this might be at that point, just know that it, it can get easier. And there's some really great ways that you can do it. Um, you know, I've done some amazing money belief courses, but also things like uh, reprogramming your subconscious mind. So even to this day, as I'm falling asleep, I'll pop my headphones in and listen to some really powerful wealth affirmations. And the beauty of that is even if you fall asleep, it still goes into your subconscious um, mind so that you're actually reinstilling or reprogramming uh, even while you're sleeping. So yeah, it's a practice that you want to maintain, but uh, it it can get easier. Wow. So interesting. I I have done a little bit of work and that um, through Joe Dispenza, I'm sure you know about Dr. Joe Dispenza. Um, But that is definitely something that I need to continue to further dive into. And that I feel like is a whole rabbit hole in and of itself. You can go down that rabbit hole for a long time, but it is very interesting in and of itself as well. So let's chat about being multi-passionate. You are a multi-passionate business owner, entrepreneur. So what does being multi-passionate mean to you? And how do you find balance within your life, within your business, within your travels, being very multi-passionate? Yeah, again, it was something that I always just was um, before I knew that there was a label for it. So multi-passionate is a term that I've only come across, uh, I think it was maybe about three, three and a half years ago now. And I was chatting to a friend and he was sort of describing it because he just realized that he was that way. And as he was describing it, I'm like, oh my God, that's me. So basically a multi-passionate is someone who loves to do lots of different things they're driven by their joy they're driven by their desire to learn they're really curious and as a result what happens is a lot of the time we will either do a lot of different jobs over our lifetime or we will have a lot of different hobbies and projects on the go at once now that all sounds delightful however for most of my life and pretty much every multi-passionate that I've spoken to have been carrying around a lot of guilt and shame around living like this because, you know, I I honestly couldn't even list the amount of jobs that I've done. <laughs> and for a really long time, people would look at that and say, oh, you're really flaky. You're unreliable. Why don't you just settle down? Why can't you just choose one thing? what do you mean you've done this and this and this and this? And, oh, here she goes again. She's just changed her mind. So I've had that my entire life and it made me feel like there was something wrong. It made me feel really bad for being that way. But, of course, you can't 
help the way that you are. And um, yeah, so I mean, that's, that's a whole, that's a whole journey in itself. Um, and what happens is if we stay, well, what happens with me anyway, is if I stay in a job where I'm not lit up, where I'm not fulfilled, where, I, where I'm not learning or progressing or, you know, doing something, I get really irritated, really frustrated. I actually physically change. Like I become, uh, you know, I almost want to say depressed in some way. Like I become a, I, I'm not myself. And, uh, and this is a really common thing. And I see it with a lot of, a lot of people who don't realize that they're multi-passionate as well. So when I came across this, this term a couple of years ago, I was like, oh, oh my God, it's like someone has been following me around my whole life. And that explains so much. And over the time, I have really come to see it as a superpower instead of a hindrance. Because generally speaking, people who are multi-passionate are really quick learners. We are here to explore. We're here to um, try lots of different things. And it's actually how we learn and it's actually how we contribute to the world. And we're meant, we're not meant to stay in the same place doing the same thing. Uh, it also means that we're really, we're really curious, but we often can see the shortcuts to things. So we're really great problem solvers and we'll often find the quickest way to, to achieve a result or to achieve an outcome. So that often means that we, um, you know, achieve things pretty quickly, which generally means we're ready to move on to the next thing. So that can be a, a good or a bad thing. In a typical workplace, I found that it's often not the best thing <laughs> because you're often made to feel kept pretty small in like, you know, a typical job. So took me to learn that. Ultimately, that's what drove me to becoming an entrepreneur and working for myself because I was getting frustrated how <laughs> slow other people were doing things. I mean, it's perfect and everyone has their place. But at the time, I was like, oh, my God, understanding who you are, seeing yourself and your qualities, your attributes that become really natural to you and seeing them as a superpower and knowing that everyone has their own set of superpowers. And in an ideal world, if we all were allowed to to be honoured in that, it would actually be an amazing thing and, you know, workplaces would be transformed. All of that that really led me to pursuing a life and a career, I guess you would say, as an entrepreneur, knowing that I could create, knowing that these were my superpowers, it was then about exploring, okay, well, how can I use this to create my own thing? How can I create my own projects, my own business? Um, at the time, like even three years ago, I was already working online, but I hadn't really, well, I hadn't built the business that I have today because, you know, I was still just sort of putting the pieces together. But yeah, being, being a, a multi-passionate really does lend itself to, to pursuing something and creating something of your own. And I think, you know, as I speak to more and more people who are starting to identify as this they get really excited because they actually can see the possibilities. They can see that there is so much space for us to step into all of our strengths. What we once thought were 
um, weaknesses probably are actually strengths of ours. So that is one of my biggest missions is to make more people aware of this, like, you know, uncover and uh, and let people know that what a, what being a multi-passionate is and then how you can start to use it to create a lifestyle that you love. And that's that's probably the next big thing that led me to create this because what I found as a multi-passionate is, okay, I'm changing jobs, I'm following my joy, I'm doing like short-term contracts or seasonal work because that fits in really well with our you know, desire to be curious and explore. But what it was doing was providing really unstable income. So I'd have work for three months and then maybe I didn't have work for a couple of months after that. So it would be like this stop start roller coaster ride. And that was bringing up a lot of fear and insecurity because I mean, money is really important. It's our foundation to everything. And I, I actually wanted to make progress rather than, you know, that stop start motion. So yeah, that's really led me to, uh, learning about multiple income streams and therefore creating multiple income streams. And that's why it is so important for multi-passionates to have more than one source of income coming in because it just plat like it it stops the roller coaster a little bit and it provides a bit more stability. Um, and then yeah, really, really building a foundation, a solid brand, a solid personal brand around who we are rather than attaching ourselves to a specific business or a specific job or a specific thing. The beauty about, you know, who we are and what we do is that we we are our brand. We can be multi-passionate, we can be known for a lot of different things if we if we have a good understanding of what our personal brand is. So the personal brand, the multiple income streams, working online, these are all the pillars that you know, over time and through trial and error and experience, I've come to realise are the, are the foundations for how people like us can actually make really good progress in life. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think, um, you know, I know myself quite a few people who are multi-passionate in life. And I, I think everything that you explained is something that at one point or the other, they have experienced, you know, seeming like they, or people think that they are flaky or they forget things. And it's, it's, there's so much more to it than just that one dimensional aspect. Um, so thank you for sharing that. And I love the fact at the end there that you touched on the multiple streams of income. This is something I would love to chat with you about a little bit further. So if somebody is looking to start creating multiple streams of income for their self, for themselves, what might that look like? What is a good starting point? And then how do you build off of that? Mm, yeah, great question. Um, I mean, it's, I'll do my best to give like generic broad advice. Obviously, everyone um, has a different starting point. But for me, I mean, the biggest, the best place that I start, like if I work with people, one of the first things I'll ask them is what's your lifestyle vision? Vision, Like what do you actually want to be doing? How do you want to live your life? Do you want to have the freedom to pick up and go traveling for three months at a time or a, a month at a time? Or do you want to build like a home, a security, you know, foundation and then 
you know, what does it look like for you? Everyone's version of, of lifestyle freedom is really different. But that's relevant because it will it will actually impact the types of multiple income streams that you might look at creating from the beginning. Um, however, regardless of what that vision is for each individual person, there are some, some commonalities that I think anyone could probably apply. Working online is an absolute no-brainer. I'm sure most people now understand the power of working online and how broad it is, like how many different opportunities you can create um, simply by, you know, being being an active content creator online. <clears throat> so typically speaking, what I would suggest is you start to create a personal brand and within that brand, you identify your skills, your strengths, your experiences. From that, you can actually pretty easily start to monetize your skills, experiences, and passions. And when I say monetize, I mean uh, create digital products. So something like an ebook or a training or a meditation or a visualization, something that has value for other people, something that you're knowledgeable in, you're uh, skilled or experienced in. You can actually create something that be, is valuable for someone and then, um, you know, make it available for purchasing. You could also apply the same sort of technique or method and create your own course. Course creation is a wonderful way to share your knowledge and experiences and actually create a pa relatively passive stream of income. Um, I am a massive fan of affiliate marketing. I think it is a really great way for people who maybe are just beginning to start incorporating additional income streams because the role of, of an affiliate marketer is you don't have to come up with the product or the service yourself. You find companies that you align with, with products or services that you love, you've used and you align with, and then you simply share it in a really authentic way. Uh, again, the power of, of the online space is really great for that. And then you simply make a commission when somebody you know clicks on your link. So that is a no-brainer. I think most people can, no matter where they're at, can incorporate affiliate marketing to some degree. Um, and then, of course, you've got things like investments. So, you know, shares, stocks, crypto. I'm a big fan of crypto as well. You know, you can start earning um, dividends and commissions and staking, which is largely passive. You actually, once you, you know, you make that investment and you continue to reinvest, it can actually be dropping into your account sometimes on a daily basis. So you typically want to be looking for, um, I generally say a really good place to, to aim for is between five to seven different income streams. And if that sounds like that's really crazy, <laughs> it's not. It's actually a lot easier than what you might think. Um, you Ideally, you'd like at least three to four, maybe even more of them to be passive. Passive income, I mean, true passive income doesn't really exist. When I say that, I simply mean that you're still required to invest energy or money or time into setting something up and you'll, you'll need to maintain that. But 
the beautiful thing about passive income is you're not directly exchanging your time for money. So you want as many of those to be passive as possible. And what happens is when you start to build up a couple of passive income streams, it then gives you, it alleviates financial pressure, first of all. It then gives you more time freedom. And you could still be working your your job, your nine to five job or um you know, doing other work that's like linear income where you exchange time for money, you can still do that. You can still have a really amazing job or project that you're working on, but you know that you're not, it's not your sole source of income. That's the really important part is making sure that you're not relying on, on that linear income as, as your primary income. Um, and I always suggest that if you have a job, if you've got something that's providing regular pay, that's a really great place to start. Use that to ob- obviously live off of, but then also use that to create other passive income streams. So other businesses or programs that you can align with so that ultimately what's going to happen is your passive income will actually generate enough money for you to live off of and then then the world's your oyster. Then you can do do whatever you like. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing all of those different ways that you can create an income. And I think you're totally right. It does depend on what your passions are, at what point in your journey you're in to really figure out what is the best one for you to start with. But there are so many options out there, some of them much easier than others, um, some of them more passive than others, because I am the same as you. I believe that there is no truly passive income except maybe dividends, but that even requires capital and investment. So um, nothing truly, truly passive, but it does depend on your journey and where you want to go and what you want to build for yourself. So let's chat about some travel. Now, I know that you, you house it full time in Australia and house sitting, I feel like within the last year or so has gotten a lot of popularity, has become a lot more mainstream. So do you mind sharing with us a little bit about how you got started on your house sitting journey? I know it's not always easy, especially with quite a bit of competition on specific apps and whatnot. So how you got started and what house sitting now looks like for you? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually started house sitting um, probably not in the best circumstances. <laughs> and by that, I just simply mean that it was probably about six or seven years ago. Um, I had, it was around the, the time that I had left my my full-time career, if you remember right at the start, and I had no idea what I was going to do. So that kind of led me to about six or maybe nine, nine or 10 months or so of uh, dwindling finances, let's call it that. And I found myself in a place where I actually had, um, yeah, very little money in my account. So it was a very stressful time. So it was sort of out of just sheer necessity that I reached out to, um, to someone that I knew in the town that I was living in at the time. And I said, look, I, um, really am in need of, of somewhere to live for a couple of months because I'd just gotten uh, a new work contract. Um, yeah, and she basically, it, it 
yeah, it was sort of weird how it all worked out. I say weird, but, you know, that's the way that the universe works. It's all divine timing. But pretty much within about um, a week or two of me asking that, she knew someone who was going away for a couple of months and, you know, everything sort of fell into place. So I would say that that was kind of my introduction to it. It was sort of out of <laughs> negative necessity in a way, but it was actually perfect. Um as I say that, though, I do remember that my mum and dad actually were full-time house sitters well before that. They spent about three years travelling around Australia doing it and staying in amazing locations. So maybe they planted a seed somewhere in my mind and <laughs> I was influenced by them. Um, yeah, so really, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but that honestly just led to, you know, a, a foot in the door, a bit of experience developing great relationships and getting great references and ultimately that has just led one to the other to the other and um, my partner and I we have traveled around a lot of Australia basically house sitting full-time um, you're right it definitely has become a lot more competitive in the last I would probably say the last yeah one to two years here in Australia uh, I guess, you know, with everything that happened in the world a couple of years ago, it's really shifted. It's shifted a lot for people. And really, I think it shifted the way that people travel and want to live their life. And they're more willing to sort of go out there and just explore, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's become a really, I don't know, it's just become our identity in a way. It's just something that we absolutely adore uh, it kind of feels like we're on holiday all the time, you know, when you get to move to great places and you, it's like you get to stay in amazing Airbnbs, but for free. So <laughs> you can't really go wrong with that. Um, we also have like, I've got a dog. He's, uh, he's about 14 years old now. He has traveled with us and house sat with us for the whole time, um, which is really special and, yeah, it's 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 been an amazing experience and definitely a great way to um, obviously to save money, a great way to travel. And, you know, we've formed really good friendships and relationships with people and we've looked after the most amazing animals, which is one of the biggest ticks for me. <laughs> That's so fun. Oh, my gosh. I love that you don't pay rent and you just house hop, house sit, get to meet amazing animals. That would be my favorite part of it. Um, and yeah, it just feels like you're constantly on vacation, moving from different Airbnb or hotel. So that's amazing. What a life to live. Now, can you speak to some of the good versus the bad of house sitting? With everything, there's always things that you love and you rave about, but then there's some of those things that are not shown on Instagram that are maybe not the best or not so glamorous. So can you speak to those two sides of things yeah absolutely I mean the the good parts I think I've probably already explained pretty well um yeah I mean I, I think I think you can just use your imagination in terms of you know how how amazing it would be <sighs> to be honest and this is hand on heart honesty there aren't really too many negativities we've never really had a bad experience per se the only sort of slight downside is the fact that, yes, you are moving constantly. So, but I feel like even that in itself is all about perspective and, you know, you can shift your mindset around it. So 
yeah, you could say to yourself, oh, we've got to move again. Oh, my God, here we go again. Or you could simply flip that and say, oh, my God, we get to explore the next place. Off we are on a new adventure. Um, so, yeah, I would I would say that that's probably the only um, slight downside. But, I mean, we've really adjusted our life to fit around this. So, I mean, there's a huge benefit that I, I work online. So my work can take me anywhere around the country or around the world. So that really fits. Um, my partner does work uh, in like one set location. So, and it's a pretty big drive for him sometimes. So he might say that that's a little bit annoying. But um, yeah, I guess at the start we we had to minimalize which I think is a really great thing. But, yeah, you definitely can't be attached to stuff because you simply cannot carry much stuff with you. Um, We ended up (laughs) buying a trailer because we actually did start to accumulate lots of, um, you know, like like toys, like bikes and kiteboarding stuff and, you know, my partner's got all of his tools. So, you know, we've had to uh, increase our stuff a little bit. But... Yeah, the, if, if you can accept the fact that you can't have too much stuff, you're happy to be minimalistic, you're happy to go with the flow and be flexible, that's probably the only other thing is sometimes we might have one house sit that's ending in like a week's time and we don't have anywhere else to go. So that could be stressful for some people, but if you are, I think if you've got a really good, mindset and you've got like a good outlook on things like I just have faith that everything will fall into place and I tell you what every single time it has fallen into place we've never been without somewhere we've never been without somewhere so I mean that's pretty amazing but yeah I guess you would have to probably be prepared to stay like in an Airbnb or a hotel occasionally so as long as you're prepared for that as long as you're prepared to be adaptable and flexible, um, yeah, it's it's a great lifestyle. Wow, that's so awesome. And and I completely agree, you know, I think when you are traveling, whether it's full-time or part-time, I also live out of a suitcase, um, you really have to learn to, like you said, be adaptable and go with the flow. And for me, I always just believe that everything is going to work out. I may not see it now, but everything is going to work out. And I also truly believe that everything happens for a reason. So I know, you know, if this pops up or if this gets canceled, there is a reason for that, whether I see it or not. So I think really just having faith that it's going to work out. And like you said, you've never been without a place to stay. So if you have faith, it will work out. So Crystal, thank you. As we start to wrap up, are there any last words or last thoughts that you would like to leave the listeners with before we hop into where they can find you online? Oh, it's been amazing having a chat. And yeah, I really want to thank you for your time. I guess really the only thing that I would love to just leave people with is, and I'm sure that most people listening probably already live this way, but really just knowing that you can create the lifestyle that you've always dreamed of. It truly does not matter the position that you're in right right now. It doesn't matter how your reality looks right now. It can change dramatically in six or 12 months 
So I, I really encourage people to, to pay attention to those desires that keep coming up, those little, you know, daydreams that you have, those little niggling feelings inside of you, they are there for a reason. And it's because you're, you're destined to do them. You're destined to create these amazing things. That's exactly why you have these desires within you. So just know that it's possible. There's always a way and you truly can create that lifestyle of freedom, that lifestyle by design. Uh, it just takes one step of courage, one foot in front of the other, and just knowing that no matter what, you've you've got what it takes to do it. Amazing. Well, thank you for sharing everything you have shared today, Crystal. Uh, this has definitely been a very thought-provoking episode. So thank you for imparting all of your knowledge on us. And where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, so my favorite platform is Instagram. So it is just um, at Crystal Margri. I'm sure the spelling will be in the show notes. And I'm always on there dropping, you know, tips and tricks on, on how to create all of the things that we've just described uh, today. And also my website. So it's yestofreedom.com.au. Uh, again, always dropping tidbits of information, inspiration, and really just trying to activate as many people as possible. Love it. Thank you for being here, Crystal. Make sure to check out her links down below and thank you for your time today. That is certainly an episode to get you thinking. Crystal shared so much about her journey, how she got to where she is today in life, starting her business, multiple streams of income, traveling, house sitting. Oh my gosh. I hope this episode was very thought provoking and got you thinking if you are thinking that you are wanting a change or a different style of life than what you currently have. As always, feel free to reach out to me, Nicole, at Nomad Neeks on social. All of my links are below and I would be happy to chat and hear about where you are in your journey. Be sure to check out Crystal below as well. And if you have any questions for either of us, definitely reach out. We would love to hear from you. I'm your host, Nicole, aka Nomad Neeks. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of The Work wealth and travel podcast.